Hey there, and welcome to The Devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Tuesday, April 4th, 2023, and today is our 110th devotional, and we're still looking at the battle between Christ and the forces of evil, you might say, um, on the week uh, of his crucifixion. And uh, I am still going with the verse from Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 that says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Um, as we continue to think about what Christ did and how this week played out, um, yesterday we looked a little bit at um, the cleansing of the temple and how that uh, our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and how uh, we need to keep it clean for him. Um, but today we're looking at the, the battle lines, you might say, and uh the next day after he had cleansed the temple, um, he's asked by what authority he does this. In Mark chapter 11, verses 27 through 33, uh, we find the account of this. And we won't read it all, but there are some things uh, that I want to draw your attention to uh, with this account. He's asked uh, by what authority he he uh, cleans out the temple and, and uh, casts out the money changers and doesn't allow anybody to walk through it. Um, where does he get his authority? And it's almost as if the uh, the leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, uh, the religious uh, leaders of the the day uh, were asking him for his dip diploma. Where did you go to school? Who is your rabbi? Uh, who set you up so that you could do this? And this reminds me so much of how things uh, work in our day and age. We uh, look to schools, we look to um, leaders, we look to uh, different churches, and, and if they have a big enough following, well, then they must be an authority. And here Jesus, he kind of turns the tables on them. And he he refers back to, he says, I've got a question to ask you. And you answer me this question, and then I'll answer yours. So um, he just wants to know, by what uh, was, was John the Baptist, was he from heaven or was he from men? And uh, this seems like a simple enough question. And most of the time, the questions that we need to ask are the simple questions. They're not the, the difficult questions. They're the simple questions. And here Christ asks a simple question. John the Baptist, where did he come from? And everybody had, at this point in time, everybody held John the Baptist as being a prophet. They knew where he came from. Uh, they knew uh, the situation with his dad, and his dad was a priest, uh, Zechariah. He was a priest, and uh, he had received uh, a revelation while he was doing the prayers in the temple. And uh, this was obviously um, from God, and everybody knew it. 
And, and there wasn't a debate about that with the common people. Uh, but why didn't the religious leaders accept John the Baptist? Well, because he kept preaching the the main message, which is the main message that uh, had been preached during the whole uh, time of the prophets, which was repent, uh, turn around, go the other direction. And uh, uh, one of his main uh, points was uh, bring forth uh, works meet for repentance. Uh, don't just say you're going to repent and don't do it. Uh, do something about it. And the, the religious leaders didn't like that. They didn't want to have to repent of anything. They thought that what they were doing uh, was acceptable and they will let the common person repent. They don't need to. Well, Jesus here, he has asked them, uh, by what authority? Uh, you know, was he, of, was he of God or was he of man? It, they, they were put in a conundrum and it's obvious when Christ is telling this, uh, or when Christ is doing this, yet he's put them in a hard situation uh, because either you say that he was of men and the people will turn against you because they know uh, that you're not um, being honest uh, about what you're doing. Um, or you can say that he was of God and then why didn't you repent? Well, like most other things, they wanted to uh, ride the fence. So, uh, they said, we can't tell, but um, just something to take uh, note of uh, here, John the Baptist, he was from the priestly line and he was um, considered a prophet uh, and one of the greatest prophets. And, and it's interesting to note that uh, when Christ uh, in Luke chapter 16, uh, when the rich ruler uh, asks Abraham, he says, uh, send somebody from the dead to go to my brothers. And Abraham says to him, they have Moses and the prophets. If they won't hear them, they won't hear somebody coming from the dead. And, and it is interesting to me how that so much of the time, um, if we won't just pay attention to uh, the law of God, uh, which uh, what's the basic law of God? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't pay attention to the Ten Commandments and, and hold on to them, uh, you might say religiously, uh, strictly, uh, look at them like Psalm 1 tells us to do, which is to meditate on them and to think about them, how they affect us. Uh, if you won't hear that, and if you're not willing to repent and say, there's no way I can meet up to this standard, if you're trying to meet up to the standard, you're not going to do it. I don't care how good you are. You're not going to meet up to the standard of the Ten Commandments. Uh, you can keep all the laws you want to try to keep, but you're still not going to keep up uh, and, and hold up the Ten Commandments. I was watching something a few days ago, and they were uh, just commenting how that the Jewish law, uh, it doesn't... Uh, really matter if you covet after a woman, just so long as you don't commit the act of adultery. And I thought to myself, you're absolutely wrong on that. You've missed the whole point because the 10th commandment says, thou shalt not covet. And God sees our heart. He knows what's going on. And we need to learn that our heart is wicked. Uh, it, it's deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And we need to be willing to repent early and often. And if we're not willing to do that, um, 
who's in charge? Uh, are we the ones in charge? Where's Christ in charge? Just like at the temple here. Uh, he wanted them to clean out the temple. He wanted to make it a house of prayer, but they wanted to be the ones in charge. And when they ask him by what authority this is done, um, they want to be the ones in charge, not letting him be in charge. And, and it just reminds me so much of us today. Uh, we want to be the ones in charge. We want to tell God what to do. We want to give him the orders and, and expect him to take care of things uh, on our behalf. And we should sit back and we can play God. And we want to make a God uh, that suits our own ideas, our own image. And we need to learn to repent, uh, repent early and repent often. And uh, because what will happen in the end, either we'll repent and be crushed under uh, the weight of the gaze of God upon us, or we'll be condemned by his judgment. We'll either repent and turn from our wicked ways, or we will be crushed by him. And, and that's exactly what happened to the, the Jewish leaders here. They were crushed. Uh, they their system was done away with. Uh, to this day, there is not a Jewish uh, temple system going on, and there is no way for them to, to fulfill the law anymore, and yet they're still trying to uphold their own righteousness. Um, let's not be like that. Uh, let's do the right thing and acknowledge who's in charge, and who is that? That's Christ. He's the most important one. He's the one that it was created for, uh, as uh, Colossians uh, chapter 1 tells us, uh, it says that everything was made by him and for him. And, and we need to acknowledge that we are here for him. Uh, we are here to, to please him. And when we repent and, and we let him have charge of our lives, uh, that's when he's pleased with us. Uh, he's seeking that. Um, the uh, We're told that, that the offering that God likes is a broken and contrite heart. Uh, that's what he is looking for, not some special offering. He's looking for the broken and contrite heart. So I hope that's what you'll bring to him today. And, and I hope that's been a blessing to you. And I hope as you're looking forward to uh, the Resurrection Sunday uh, that you're thinking about um, how he has uh, affected your life and what you can do for him. So uh, until tomorrow, auf Wiedersehen.